0: Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations, I'm your host Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part one of my conversation with Kathleen Borby, professor of business administration at Monroe Community College in New York. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. My guest today is Kathleen Borby. Kathleen is a professor of business administration at Monroe Community College in New York. Hello, Kathleen. Hello, how are you? Good, good, it's great to have you here. Um, now, uh, Monroe Community College is in, if I remember the map correctly, you are sort of in between maybe Syracuse and Buffalo, maybe? We, yeah, we right? are in Rochester, the New Northern York. Part? yep. Rochester, New York. Um, Rochester, yep. And, um, and uh, how long have you taught at Monroe, um, Kathleen?
1: Um, I have. I just finished my fourteenth year of uh, full time teaching at Monroe. Prior to that, I was an adjunct while I was still working for IBM.
0: Now you were at IBM, if I read correctly, for over thirty years. That
1: is correct. Yes, I was. Yes, wow. I was. So,
0: all right. So let's let's start there. Okay. Let's start there. I would love to just get a little sort of flavor on um who's kathleen and you know how did you what what did you do before becoming a professor and uh was okay. 30 years what 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 were you doing then and what made you switch
1: well um y- you know back in those days uh <laughs> i actually had a teaching degree and i um when you move um It's not always easy to get a teaching job. It may be more easy today, but I literally found myself um, at IBM first as a temporary job. And then they hired me full time and I was hired into systems engineering and Again, back in those days, I was one of the first women, the first cohort of women that IBM was hiring for those kinds of positions. It was a field position. It meant you uh, worked hand-in-hand with a sales team, um, planning and implementing computer systems for customers. And from that position, I then actually went into the marketing portion of it. And then from there into sales operations. So, um, you know, it, it was an incredibly dynamic environment for all of those years. Of course, it was, and still is an incredibly dynamic environment. So you just, you know, change is something that I have become very accustomed to and flexibility and, You know, that's the kind of thing I tried to bring into the classroom. And so, uh, you know, things were changing and I just felt it was time to um, retire and um, go to teach. I had always taught in all those 30 years, because when you're working with customers, you're teaching them. That is what you're doing. You're constantly teaching them. Here's how to use your new computer. Here's what we're going to do. Um, I would hold seminars for both clients and executives. When we had new systems, we had to learn at first to teach the executives how to use their system. So I, I really always taught. And, um, it was, and again, because I had a teaching degree prior to going to IBM, it was sort of like coming full circle. It felt very natural for me. That's
0: that's uh, that's fascinating, Kathleen. Now, I mean, you mentioned it quickly, but you were one of the first women hired there. Yes, and 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 you had also mentioned about the changes that. I mean, the field of I.T. anyway, it changes mm-hmm. very rapidly. I'd imagine one of the things that you must have witnessed over those 30 plus years is the change in the role, vo- you know, the sort of the, um, you know, of uh, women in that field.
1: Um, what was that like? Oh, my. That was that was very, very interesting. Um when I was first hired, they, they sent me to, uh, State College, Pennsylvania. That is the home of Penn State University. Um, and we had a very small office and I was the first woman in that office. And I worked with three gentlemen, um, who had an aggregate number of years with IBM at that time of over a hundred years. So, oh my goodness, they, I, I don't think they knew what to do with me. That, like, oh gosh, H- how do we work with her? It was just very, very interesting, but you know, they were incredible people and it's like anything else you figure out in a team, what you're good at. And I was very good at organizing things, and you know they had never really been organized. Uh, so I just started doing these little things, and they were like, "Oh, oh." So, and to be honest, after a while, it got to where they would come to me for approval. Now I'm one of, I'm so less senior than they were. And I'm not their manager, but they would come to me for approval with their um, um, RFPs and to say, you know, is it organized? Is it proper? Do you like it? Is it acceptable? Do you think the client will, you know, so I was the sort of the mother superior uh, of uh, deliverables to the client. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so we figured it out we figured it out and and we all came to respect each other it's just a matter of fig, you know jumping in and and learning I, I literally for really most of my 30 years i was either the only woman or maybe one other woman was with me for in my specific units, my specific work departments or units, whatever you want to call it. So um, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, but it was very, you know, it was great. It, it really was. And I, you know, the company itself, of course, IBM was always respect for the individual and, you know, very supportive of everything. And I, I had a great 30 years.
0: It's, um, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's great to hear. Um, I, I'm so glad that you had that such a great positive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, um, you know, the, the field hopefully is, you know, um, continues to 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 change and to 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 get better, um, to be more inclusive. You know, for you know the various um, you know the various kind of uh, genders. You know, being mm-hmm. welcomed and, and being able to do the the jobs. And in fact, I believe that IBM is one of the first fortune. I don't know, you know, five hundred company or whatnot to have a um, to be led by a a woman as a CEO.
1: Yes, yes, in fact, yes. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of history there, and they've been they have been in you know for them very progressive, and it's just a matter of how you personally want to lean into it. And just, I mean, that is one thing you will never be bored. I think I (laughs) might have gone to and I am not exaggerating, some sort of a class learning something every other month for 30 years. Well, because we're constantly having changes of software, hardware, new enhancements, new this, new that. So, you know, from that perspective, I was a continual student, you know, for 30 plus years. And and now I, you know, try to encourage my students like today, like, "Eh." you're going to learn forever Mm that you hopefully you will learn forever. You know, I certainly am. I'm still learning.
0: Well, I can, I can, I can uh, testify to that because um, you were introduced to Mm e-portfolios with education
1: actually not very long ago. Am I right? Exactly. Um, Was that
0: like a year, a uh, year and a half?
1: Barely. Really and truly, just barely a year. Last summer is when I really started to work with e-portfolios and education specifically. So, yeah, I'm I'm learning something new every day, and uh, you know I love it. I I just like ooh yay leap in the net will appear. You know I just dove right <laughs> in.
0: I, I love that attitude, and I could see how effective you must be as a professor, you know, as a model for your students. Well, uh, I certainly hope so. Well. Yeah. Um, there are um, a number of things that I have come to learn about you that I just absolutely love. First of all, the just the absolute um, – you spark – of joy and charm and I can see how your students must also really like that and see how effective that is. Um, I know that you have, um, you know, in your previous roles, I mean, mm-hmm. some of those skills that you, you, you know, at IBM that you take into sort of teaching as well and the way that you interact with people must, must have really helped. Um, but in, as a professor, I mean, I think you and I had talked very briefly about the things like service learning oh, yes. um, you know writing intensives sort of e-portfolio now as sort of right. these high impact practices um, how can you tell us well first of all tell us a little bit about what you do with with those things in, okay. your, in your in your teaching but one thing that i'm really sort of interested to hear about is sort of from that from from someone who has such a Um, vast sort of industry experience coming in to talk about these kind of very highly academic um, topics. You know, I'd love to get your take on that because I think that's very special. Okay.
1: Well, um, at Monroe Community College, um, I am the service learning liaison for the college. um, And I have been involved in that, um, for a very long time. That is a very, very deep passion of mine. Uh, Because when I first started teaching, I thought, you know what, I want to bring the real world into the classroom. I, I want my students to do something that relates obviously to the course content, but I want them to do it for a real company. I don't want them to just do it for a pretend company. I want them to have something that they feel proud of, Uh, when they're finished with the course. So that's kind of where I started with service learning. And then of course, after that, I thought, you know what? Writing is really critical in the real world. And I was getting emails that I thought, oh boy. Uh, And so I thought, nope, I am going to embed writing as well in my courses, uh, writing intensive or writing across the curriculum, whatever you want to call it. And I did that. And, you know, they kind of roll their eyes and think, oh, this is not an English (laughs) class. I thought I thought I was finished with that when I left English. I think, no, writing is critical. It is one of the most critical skills, communication, both verbally and in written form, what employers are looking for today. And I always say to my students, if you write a really horrific email with texting conventions and poor spelling and no punctuation. Whether you like it or not, whether you think it's fair or not, it doesn't matter. People will judge you. Either they'll think, number one, you're just lazy, or number two, you're not smart enough to have the job. And both may be completely incorrect, but you have to be aware of how you're portraying yourself out there, especially in an email, because it can—it has a life of its own and it can be sent on and forwarded on to however many people. So, so service learning is important to me. Writing is very important to me. And in those capacities, I am part of what we have as a HIPS committee at Monroe Community College, which is... N- very unusual for a community college to have because we also have other hips or high impact practices. We have um, research, um, undergraduate research, um, collaborative learning, um, learning, um, learning communities. And, you know, so we have all of us sharing best practices and we've tried to um, document and standardized processes, and to, and put on seminars at various times in the uh, the school year uh, to continually make the institution and the faculty aware of all the opportunities that uh, we are trying to give our students. We just did um, several different days this. In June, just a week ago, uh, at what we call Professional Development Week, and um, and we are embracing e-portfolios as the next hip that will be an official high impact practice at Monroe community college. And we covered that in our professional development week. So, you know, we're really trying to kind of tie this all together. So we're not silos, we're not various silos, but we present a cohesive whole to the college in terms of, um, you know, how we use these things.
0: And how would you, and this is this is really great, by the way. And I've seen this journey a little bit with you, so I, I felt like I'm on that rocket ship as well, <laughs> sort of clinging on to the side and watching what you all do, um, which is amazing. And your students are doing great stuff. Um, how does that compare? How does this kind of process and these kind of thinking um, compare or contrast or how they're similar, you know, to what you did um, in in industry at IBM?
1: That's that's a that's an interesting question, um, because if I if I think about um, what we would do for a client in IBM, you know, they had a specific need. They might have had a specific. We need to control our inventory. We need to do this, and you would start with that, but then it's kind of, it, it's one thing leads to another. Whoa, we have control of that. Well, actually now we need to move on to this. So again, you're not looking at just solving one problem. It, it's it's a network of things. So in that regard, um, you know, embedding these hips in a course you're not just solving a student's check mark in the box to get through a course. You're, you're giving them so much more. You're giving them tools that they then have to go out into the real world with. So for example, um, when I was not doing e-portfolios, I was just doing service learning. My students, would have a project, and then they would have to be presented to the client live, and the client would ask questions, that type of thing. Well, you know, I would get an email from a student a couple of years later, like, do you have a copy of that project? Because I never really had an internship. I I didn't have that opportunity. However, that was a real project, almost like a mini internship. And I want to put it on my resume, and I want to show this to an Uh, an individual who's going to be interviewing me for a particular job. And I would say, I have the project objective and whatever, but I don't save all of my students, you know, projects. So, okay, fast forward to now and I am doing service learning in courses. But in addition to that, I'm doing e-portfolios. So now I'm connecting the dots. So now they do a project And now they are saving that project and starting to build an e-portfolio that they will then have as theirs, you know, and I tell this story to my students. It's like, you may not think you need this right this moment, but you'll be surprised how much it will change, right? Uh, We just actually had a huge event on June 15th at Monroe Community College, specifically for ePortfolios. <clears throat> and we had uh, Pablo Avia from LaGuardia Community College as our keynote speaker, and he was absolutely incredible. And then we had a panel of faculty and students that had used it. Now remember, we've only used it for two semesters. We're very much newbies. And one of my students that I had in the fall... Uh, And that was the first semester with ePortfolios. She happened to have been in two of my courses and she thought, oh, really, you know, in addition to the project that you're making us do, which was quite expansive, in one class, they had to do a complete business plan for a business. In the other class, they had to do a complete business analysis. It was a computer IT type of project. Okay. And in each class, she had to do an e-portfolio and she thought, oh, oh my God, busy work. I cannot believe, you know, it's like, all right, all right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay. This semester I saw her in the hallway in the spring. She says, oh my God, guess what? Guess what? I'm doing an internship for my last class before I graduate and they asked me if i had an e-portfolio she said oh my gosh i was so shocked i can't believe it and i thought oh yes i do and they were so impressed so she said so i went home right away and got into my e-portfolio and added a whole bunch of things to it that you know instead of just my projects i put my resume in there and i did this and i did that she said I- i'm amazed you know so you know that's the kind of connection academic to real world connection that you know you hope for all your students it you may not get there but that was a great example and we've just we've just started
0: yeah I, I think that this idea of you talking about You know, the different high impact practices, all of them are different tools and different opportunities. Mm -hmm. And they all sort of have relationship with each other and have that network. I think that that happens at all different scales. You know, sometimes it happens at that sort of like, Mm -hmm. like this, this, um, you know, Monroe community college level, right? Like a college wide, these are the practices that we do, the high impact practices that you talk about. Uh, But, and then you zoom into the student level. They have their different projects, different experiences, and they are also making these networks, the mini networks themselves in and of itself. You know? Absolutely. So that's where the integrative learning happens, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And they work in teams. And again, they like Ugh, have to work in teams. <laughs> well, business is a team sport. I always say that. And I was in a team my whole life, 30 plus years with IBM. So it's been around for a long time and it's not going away and they learn from each other. And I said, collaborate. We do generally a SWOT analysis before a project. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? How are we gonna divide and conquer? You know, so there's this whole, as you said, integrative learning process that's going on and they may struggle a little bit, but, I've rarely had a student that hasn't said at when they're all done and all finished and they kind of look at it and they present and think, whew, I did it. It's, it's, it's a real, it's a real sense. It's a real sense of accomplishment. It really, really is.
0: There is something about business school that I, um, I, I feel like one can extract and turn it into a more generic um sort of basic skills for a twenty first century, you know, learner or or just someone who lives in society today. I think that in business school and in your 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 own experiences you mm-hmm. had we were talking about, you know, what you were doing with the various folks at you know at IBM, there is a almost a a sense of how to be a collaborator, how to be you know, playing in a team. You know, it's a, like you said, it's a team sport. You you have to play with your team members. You have to. You don't get a choice not to. And right. and and there is something great about pushing students through that, in my opinion. Because I was, you know, I, I always think about how, you know, we have a lot of like gen ed learning outcomes today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, critical thinking skills. You know, written communication skills etc cetera, etc cetera. and these are not necessarily that they are all great skills to have and you know i think we can all agree that students should have those and it will make them better people but one thing that i i feel like it's it's really missing is something really specific about you know how do you learn to be with other people how how do you learn to work with them how do you learn to disagree with them how do you learn to even with disagreement can still be on the same team trying to achieve objectives together you know these are things that you have to do at IBM i imagine that happens a lot right and in fact that's what All you value time. That's why they come to you <laughs> right. and say can you approve this can you approve right? this
1: right yeah. i mean everything is everything is a team effort everything in the business world and i i am very passionate about um not just teaching content but teaching real world skills real world skills and i think that these hips service learning writing and e-portfolios help with real world skills and because they truly are real world i mean i'm Constantly talking back and forth with my son, who works for a small construction firm. They're a service-disabled veteran-owned business, and very dynamic, very growing. They're 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 pushing the envelope with um, with. Uh, construction and they have like a a 360 scanning tool that they've just implemented where you put on 3d goggles and you kind of walk through your space and approve it. And, you know, you know, yeah. uh, So it should cut down on change orders and all that kind of stuff. So we constantly going back and forth and I was showing him e-portfolios and uh, he said, Oh my goodness. If somebody walked in to our firm with an e-portfolio, I think we would hire them on the spot simply because it's out of the box thinking. It's the kind of thinking we're looking for as we try to kind of reframe the image of the construction industry, um, you know, for folks out there he said, this is amazing. This is, this is fantastic, you know? And, uh, so anyway, uh, it, and I've shown it to other people in outside of MCC and they're thinking, oh yeah, this is incredible. Um, you know, they said, you know, it's, uh, don't tell me what you've done. Show me what you've done. How wonderful would it be for an engineer to have a video of the robot they created um, and showing how they say won a contest or whatever. Um, So that's another push of mine. And we had a lot of um, what I call other folks on the other side of campus come to the uh, ePortfolios event we had at uh, at MCC. So we're getting out there and showing like, this is great for STEM courses. I, I want people to not think it's just about business, business as in our department, because nice. at the end of the day, everything's a business. Everything is a business. A medical office oh that 's a business, a law firm that 's a business, an engineering firm, an architecture firm those are businesses, so it everybody can use it,
0: yeah, I absolutely agree, and I think that there is a lot to be um, uh drawn from, especially your style of you know taking the practical skills, you know, and practical situations and being able to relate that back to, hey, this is what we're doing in this project or, you know, but it's, it's for something real. Um, I think that students really are looking for those things these days. This concludes part one of our conversation. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Education Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The Education Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.